You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 24th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com and a surprisingly active weekend in the NBA and for the Orlando Magic. I'll uh, get to all of that on today's episode as we break down the newest me- or the possibly, potentially, probably newest member of the Orlando Magic, and then talk about a larger NBA issue and how it relates to the Magic uh, as uh, the NBA offseason just continues to get crazier and crazier. But the first place we do need to start is with the big news uh, for the Orlando Magic, and that is uh, from David Pick. On Saturday, the Orlando Magic reportedly met with center Maurice Spates. And according to both David Pick and Jeff Zilgit, it seems like he is set to sign a one-year, $2.1 million contract. That is, for the minimum, a one-year deal with the Magic uh, to play for the team next season. And that is certainly uh, an interesting and somewhat surprising move, as Orlando obviously already has Nikola Vucevic and Bismack Biombo at center. Spates probably not mobile enough to play power forward, although he does shoot the ball ex- uh, pretty well for a big guy. Uh, and so Orlando went out and got uh, a really good value player in Spates. He's still contributing in the NBA. It's kind of a crime that he's still getting paid the minimum because this guy has proven for several years now that he is a rotation caliber player. Uh, but now he's going to enter an Orlando Magic team that is pretty stacked at center. Not going to have a lot of minutes for him. Uh, but he should still find a way onto the floor because the team is so desperate for shooting. Um, short-term answer, not a long-term answer for anything. But a guy that uh, certainly uh, that, that that you had to have an eye on uh, if if you were the ma- if you're any team really that that needed some center help. Uh, the numbers last year for Spates, he averaged. Uh, 8.7 points per game for the Clippers, shot uh, 37.2% from beyond the arc, a 53.9% effective field goal percentage, averaged 4.5 rebounds per game uh, in about 15.7 minutes per game. I suspect that those minutes will drop just a little bit with Orlando. He's only 29 years old, but this is a guy who comes in and fills a very specific role. I mean, I think that's what the Magic were looking for. They they needed some shooting, and they needed a third big. I, I really do think they needed that third big to play either... I thought they needed someone a little more versatile who could play both the four and the five, and I'm not sold that Spates can play the four anymore. But they needed someone who could come in and uh, spell some minutes, be insurance if there's injury, and, and I don't think you could do a better job than, uh, than, fit, than finding Spates to play play this role for the team. Obviously, Ken Birch is supposedly still in play. Uh, I'm not 100% sure about that anymore. Uh, he's more of a versatile 4-5 type guy. Not a great shooter, but a good defender and shot blocker. Spates, just, you put Spates in for shooting. There's a reason why he's called Mo Spates, Mo Buckets. He just go. he comes in, he makes shots and goes away. That's that's what he does. He's due for a good, for a big game every once in a while. Uh, but his his skills are very limited, and again, there's there's probably a reason why he's going for the minimum every single year. He's good enough to stick on a rotation, but not necessarily good enough for a, a team to to go out and invest a lot in him. Which is which is unfortunate, unfortunate because he's proven himself time and time again. 
Uh, Spates has played a significant amount of games every year of his career, so no injury issues to worry about here. He's really a, a bench player. I think he knows his role. He, he's obviously probably chosen Orlando. Um, if, if he's going for the minimum, there are several teams probably going after him. Uh, by all accounts, he's a good teammate. He's someone that the Warriors really liked in their system before they had to let him go uh, to make room for uh, for Kevin Durant. So Spates is an interesting signing, and, and, and as I've and as I think most of us have kind of said, this team just needed a talent upgrade. They need to add some depth, and I think they've done that. Now, figuring out the logjam in the minutes is going to be a problem for Frank Vogel, and it's something that we'll probably discuss here plenty as we get closer to training camp. But for now, if the main goal for the Orlando Magic was to add talented players at reasonable costs, the Magic have done that. Between Jonathan Simmons and now and now Maurice Spates, most likely, the Magic have done that. They've added quality caliber, uh, rotation caliber players to their roster. They have gone out on good prices and gotten good players. Uh, and, and that's going to make the team better. I, I don't see how it can't make the team better, uh, at the very least, as long as they're not beholden to contract values. Say, the Magic need an offensive boost. They put Spates in instead of Biombo. Uh it, if the Magic are willing to to go to go that route and avoid doing the contract game, then they've got a very good player here, or they've got a player who can come in and contribute uh, to this team. And I think that's what's most important here. So, uh, like the other signings, the fit may not feel perfect, uh, but it's just about adding talents at this point. It's just about getting better, uh, making practices more competitive. Adding another veteran voice in the locker room, Spates has been around the league a lot. Philadelphia, Memphis, Cleveland, Golden State, LA. Uh, he's been around the league, and, and hopefully he can add some leadership and and help the Magic get to a higher level. Um, I like this signing, especially at the minimum. Another guy I didn't think the Magic would have a chance at. and uh, you know Maybe for that third center, I'd prefer it be a, a young guy. I, I probably would have preferred Ken Birch, much like when, when the Magic signed Shelvin Mack. I said I'd rather it be Derek Walton. Go young, kind of be willing to say this season isn't always going to be the best. But, you know, I think the Magic are leading themselves open here to say, you know, we're not killing our flexibility, but we're still giving our team a chance to win and improve. And I think that is important. I think learning how to win is important. It may not fit everyone else's timeline, but it it, it certainly feels like a step in the right direction. Or I think it's a step in the right direction for the team and will help the team immediately while not killing them in the long term. And I think that's what the Magic are going for here. What is interesting about this move, though, is that it started another round of the big question for the Orlando Magic. When the Magic signed Shelvin Mack, everyone began to whisper, is there a trade in the works? When the Magic signed Maurice Spates, everyone began to whisper, is there a trade in the works? The answer to that question is probably not. This is this is just a roster move. There's a free spot in the there's a a free space in the roster, and b the Magic need probably needed someone to fill that role. They needed someone to be the third center on the team and and just bolster the team's depth. And so they went out and did that. So everyone wants to give Spates minutes, and sure, he deserves it. He, should be averaged 15.7 minutes per game last year and was pretty solid. He's probably a, a, a guy who plays about 12 minutes per game uh, on most teams, and, and maybe he does with Orlando. 
It's going to be tough to find him minutes, and so I think everyone wants to play with their shiny new toy here. But that doesn't mean a trade is in the works or a trade is imminent. Uh, it doesn't mean Nikola Vucevic is on his way out. I, I think a lot of us see the writing on the wall with Nikola Vucevic, unfortunately, but that does not mean his time has come. Now, eventually, that time may come, and then again, I think we all kind of sense it's coming. Just for just to just to ease some some of the scoring burn or spread the scoring burn out to different places. But when it comes to the decision to trade Nikola Vucevic, the market just isn't there right now. There are just not a lot of teams looking for bigs who are good offensively but struggle on the defensive end and struggle to protect the rim. And and in fact, teams don't even really know what they need right now. If I were to guess... The Nikola Vucevic trade rumors will not pick up seriously until the trade deadline. Give him some time to play. Give teams time to have to re- think about what they need to make to achieve their goals for the upcoming season. That's when the Magic will enter this trade market. That's when the team will begin taking these steps. And frankly, while I think Maurice Spates eases a lot of the burden that might come from losing Vucevic, I'm not 100% convinced that the Magic need to trade Vucevic right now. For all the negatives we say about Nikola Vucevic, and there are plenty, he's, he's not a perfect player. For all the negatives about him, there are still some things that he does very, very well. He is still a good rebounder. He is still able to make shots. For a team that lacks shooting, he still has the potential to stretch out to the three-point line eventually. If he adds adds a three-point shot to his game this summer, he becomes infinitely, I mean, not infinitely, but he becomes much more valuable. Especially because he isn't the greatest post player in the world. Or it's not his favorite thing to do. His defense improved last year. He had his best defensive season of his career last year. And so it's not, to me, 100% certain that the Magic should trade Vucevic. He's still on a team-friendly deal. He's getting paid, I think, $12.25 million this year. He's got one more year left after this. And with the trade market the way it is, nobody is looking to acquire a player like Vucevic right now. I think that might change when we get to the trade deadline. The Magic are in no rush to trade him, of course. But it's got to be for the right deal. Everything has got to be for the right deal. And yeah, you have Maurice Spates now, probably. Uh, Reportedly, you have Maurice Spates in your back pocket. So it becomes easier to, to take that loss. But that doesn't mean you go pull the trigger immediately. Spates is probably not a player you clear space for to play. Unless you're doing a straight salary dump. But then I ask the question, hey, Vucevic is a $12.25 million contract. 
which means you've got to take back $12.25 million in return or have him go to a team that does not have cap, who has enough cap space to absorb him. Because the Magic now are capped, are capped out. They're, they're right up against the salary cap. They're under, but against it. You have to wait for a deal that makes sense for the team's goals. As I've said, and I'll, I'll repeat this probably in the next thing, whenever you're making a trade, you got to ask, what are your goals? And what are their goals? Right now, you look at this market, Jalil Okafor's been on this market for two weeks now. Nerlens Noel is still a restricted free agent. What team is looking for a player like Nikola Vucevic at the moment? And what are they willing to give up to get it? And how does what they're willing to give up help the Magic achieve their goals? If the goal is simply to cut salary cap for 2019 and get get them off the books, they can certainly do that. If their goal is to get back a player of equal or greater value, that might take a little bit more time. If their goal is to gain future assets, that might also take a little bit more time. And so from, from, from even a market perspective, it's probably not time to trade Nikola Vucevic quite yet. There's still just not the market there for him. And I don't think a spate trade, I don't think the spate signing means it's imminent. I think it still means Nikola Vucevic will be the starting center come training camp. I think he is still the best center option on the team. And the bottom line is you play your best players. And yeah, we know what Nikola Vucevic gives you as a starting center. But like I've said a million times about Vucevic to to many people over the past few years, you don't trade away a starter caliber center like Nikola Vucevic without his replacement in place. And maybe that's Bismack Biombo. I know a lot of people a lot of people online who want to who want to trade Biombo long before they trade Vucevic. Mostly for contract reasons. And that too would be extremely difficult. So for now, for now, you keep Vucevic. You let things play out this season. You let his market develop. And then you evaluate what your options are again. There's no rush on this. I don't think the Magic have to make a deal. Even with Marie Spates. But certainly they, they got to be exploring everything. And I think there's every sense that they will. And if anything, the decision to go after Marie Spates is showing that the Magic are still open to things, are still open to making deals, and still open to adding and improving this roster, which I think they have. And when it comes to improving the roster, there is one player currently on the trade market, or reportedly on the trade market, that will get everyone's attention for the next several months. The news came down Friday 
that Kyrie Irving had requested a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers, targeting specifically the San Antonio Spurs, the Miami Heat, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the New York Knicks. It sent shockwaves through the NBA as the three-time defending Eastern Conference champions appear to be just in complete turmoil. They have not hired a GM yet, although one appears to be in, in appears to be coming. They first off let their GM walk, did not renew his contract after winning a title two years ago. They lowballed their their first candidate, their their primary target. They've got LeBron James eyeing free agency next summer, although he said he will not waive his no trade clause. And now you have your second best player wanting to strike out on his own, is, is the way it was phrased, and a little frustrated that he was included in trade rumors to improve the roster, improve the team, which is fine, but that's also the business. And on top of all this, now you have Kyrie Irving saying that LeBron's people leaked his trade request. I still do not anticipate Kyrie Irving getting traded before the season begins. I He's got two years left on his deal. He's got this year and next year. He's got the 2018 and 2019 seasons on his contract. I don't anticipate him asking out or getting out of Cleveland. The bottom line for the Cleveland Cavaliers is they're trying to win championships. And LeBron James is still there for now. And so they're going to do everything they can to win championships. And Kyrie Irving is still their best bet to do so. But this story will linger. This story will hover over that team all year long. And 29 other franchises are ready to line up and get Kyrie Irving because he is that good. And if you're not one of those lucky four teams that Kyrie Irving has deemed special enough to acquire him as a preferred destination, trading for him at this juncture is a huge risk. One that can pay some rewards, but a huge, huge risk. And as happens every time one of these big-name players gets on the market, 29 other teams try to figure out how they're going to get him and whether it is worth the risk to do so. Look, Jeff Weltman would not be doing his job if he did not pick up the phone and call whoever is in charge of the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. I fully expect and anticipate that call was made or will be made very soon. But the fact of the matter is the Magic don't have enough. And the other fact of the matter is the Magic aren't ready to make that kind of blockbuster trade. They've spent those assets to do so. When this news first came out, I posed on Twitter these guides to to making a Magic deal for Kyrie Irving. The first question you got to ask is what do the Cleveland Cavaliers want? And like I said, I think they still want to win championships. Then you got to ask, what does Kyrie Irving want? I I think that while he wants to be the guy, he wants to be free of LeBron's shadow, 
and probably just out of Cleveland, to be honest. I think he still wants to compete and win. He knows he can't do it alone. And the third thing you got to ask is, what do the Magic want? And I think the, the obvious answer there is the Magic just want to get better. But they want to get better without destroying their future. Because Kyrie Irving isn't going to stay in Orlando. And so, you know, it, I get fans want to figure out how to get Kyrie Irving in Orlando. But doing so is extremely difficult. And doing so just doesn't get the job done. If that makes sense. Or doesn't accomplish any of these goals. Because for Orlando to even make an offer, they're probably going to have to offer Aaron Gordon. Their prized young player. First off, the Magic don't have any star caliber players who can help the Cavaliers win a championship. Let's start there. Now, maybe you could have packaged Victor Oladipo and Tobias Harris together two years ago and at least gotten in the ballpark or at least been part of the conversation. But right now, the Magic don't help the Cavaliers. The Magic don't have the assets to do so. And while I I, I think this we're, we're talking very specifically about this Kyrie Irving thing, I think the Magic don't have the assets to, to really talk about any major star. If you want to talk Eric Bledsoe, Reggie Jackson, kind of those quasi-stars, guys who struggled a little bit to get their footing, but are certainly more established players, those are the kind of players the Magic could move pieces around for. And I don't think the Magic would have to give up Aaron Gordon for either of those guys. If the Magic wanted to take on a big salaried player who is at least a quasi-star like that, a borderline all-star, maybe a notch below, they can do that. To get a Kyrie Irving, Magic don't have the pieces for it. And even with those quasi-stars, I'm not sure that's the right move for the Magic right now. Again, consider what are the Magic's goals here. The Magic's goals are to get better, but also to build a sustainable winner. So are they willing to give up future assets for for what's essentially a two-year rental? My answer to that is no. Not unless they clear some serious salary cap room. But they're not going to give up first-round picks, which is something I think Cleveland would probably ask for. They're not going to give up Jonathan Isaac. They're not going to give up Aaron Gordon. Not at this juncture. Maybe that changes closer to the deadline. The Magic are, for lack of a better term, kind of stuck with their roster. And, and I think we sense that as we entered this offseason. But even with that, even with that knowledge, even with that understanding that the Magic are probably not going to be able to make any favorable moves and just kind of have to ride some of these bad contracts out for a while. Even with that, I don't think the Magic are ready to go after a star like that yet. A guy like Kyrie Irving picked those four teams that he picked, reportedly picked, because they are young and they have stars 
ready to, to grow with him or help him win more immediately. Minnesota has Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. New York even has Kristaps Porzingis. Miami has Hassan Whiteside. Plus, their strong culture. And the Spurs are the Spurs. The Magic don't have that yet. And it's bleak, and it's maybe devaluing some of those players, some of their players, but they haven't proven anything. They haven't proven they're a rising young team. Right now, they're trending down, going from 35 to 29 wins. And nobody knows what to think of this team right now. So very much so, Orlando is in a prove-it season for a lot of players. For a lot of individuals, it is a prove-it year. It is a prove-it year to the front to the new front office. It is a prove-it year to the rest of the league. What are you worth? Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton are feeling this as much more than anybody else. They got to get a contract this year. But Orlando just they don't have the ability to make these big splashy moves. And frankly, it's probably not wise for them to do so. Selling off future assets, even if it's Aaron Gordon, but selling off a first-round pick to go get two years of Kyrie Irving, you might make the playoffs that first year. But is that enough? Is that enough to attract someone new? Can you free the cap room to do so? Yeah, Orlando needs a talent upgrade. And Kyrie Irving would be a tremendous talent upgrade. If they could pull it off, of course. But does that really get you anywhere in the long term? You get two years of first-round playoff exits, and then he's gone. Probably for nothing. And you got to start over again. The Magic have started over once. The rebuild they're doing right now, they're trying to use pieces that they still have to find a way forward. But they're not looking to go back to the bottom. If they go to the bottom because they're not good enough, they're paying for their mistakes. But they're not looking to go back to the bottom anymore. They want to find a way forward. You don't go out and sign Maurice Spates even to the minimum if you're not trying to find a way forward and trying to be a better team this year than you were last year. Giving up, future, giving up future assets, though, is a sure way not to accomplish that goal. Or not to accomplish that goal in the long term. Because if you do trade for a Kyrie Irving, in 2019, the summer of 2019, you're right back at the bottom. No star, giving, giving up some of the future, a little bit of cap room, but who's joining you? The Magic... Just as they were, just as they've been for the last several years, need something internally to develop that will attract a free agent, free agent to town. That will make one of these stars sit there and say, "I might like to join that." That is a difficult thing to do, and Jonathan Isaac's going to take some time, and, and Aaron Gordon is still a big mystery. But if the Magic can accomplish that first, then we can talk about some of these big moves. 
I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. Reminder, the Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag is open. I'll be doing an Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag in the coming weeks. Uh, So be sure to submit your questions. You can submit your questions to me on Twitter at omagicdaily, as well as at Locked On Magic. I may pick a few and do a mini mailbag on Friday as well. So Send me your questions. You can do so on Twitter at, again, on Twitter at omagicdaily as well as at LockedOnMagic. Or if email's your thing, you can email your questions to me at omagicdaily at gmail.com. Also, you can submit them through our Facebook page at Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. I got all those ads in there that way. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Again, that's p-h-i-l-i-p-r-r underscore omd. Uh, and of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as Orlando Magic Daily on Twitter at O Magic Daily. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, we are entering the dead part of the season. But if anything breaks, be sure to check us out at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Again, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I'll see you all again to this for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.